0: Welcome, everybody, to episode 69. Nice of <laughs> podcast. I'm Christian. With me always is the knuckles to my Sonic, Tony. Say hey, Tone. Hey, everybody. Oh, no. Oh.
1: Sonic, boom. <laughs> <laughs> You're too slow. I did. I screwed all that. We practiced and rehearsed that, and I screwed it all up. But, uh, <laughs> That's all right. There's there get- like a jumble of sound bites. Yeah, there's. it's not just like so much Sonic things. It was supposed Whoa. to be... And then have the sound effects, whatever.
0: <laughs> <It's the laughs> but
1: I'm good, man. We're episode 69 of the Pro Tom Peck with Chris and Tony. <clears throat> it's yep, good to be always. back.
0: Yep. Another inch new episode, closer. man. Yeah, inching closer to that episode number 100. But, uh, you know, it's been going well. I, I think we've been having a nice little streak here with uh, new episodes and, uh, you know, slightly shorter format. But... Uh,
1: it's well. good. Yeah, we are June 1st, 2021. Um, it is Michael Yendra's birthdays, rocking a Nebraska hat in his honor, and a, uh, our fine sponsor for uh, Phoenix Media, Loot Crate. And I'm sporting a Loot Crate Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle shirt I received uh, in a Loot Crate box,
0: so... uh Badass. Yeah, though, it's a little plug before the shameless plugs. Speaking of which, might as well roll on it right as well. Roll into them. <laughs> shameless plugs. Yeah, better than these hills that Juan Valdez and his trusty goat gather coffee beans every morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Money is <laughs> <laughs> cool. Money is cool. And one of the things that we talk about each and every week in our shameless plugs is the Christian Phoenix radio show over on Phoenix Media. Yeah, you get more of me. You get more of Tony every morning from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Pacific time. While we dive a little bit into the uh, geeky, nerdy stuff, it's more of a variety show. You know, it's your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. And of course, uh, as I mentioned, it is every weekday. You can check us out on Phoenix Media over at phoenixmedia.us, or you can get us from the comfort of your own home on the uh, NGBN.TV smart TV app or mobile application on iOS and Android. Again, that's NGBN.TV, and you can get uh, that show in All the great shows over at Phoenix Media at phoenixmedia.us. Now, Tony, you've returned to doing a show with our buddy Jimmy Jones, Pop Culture Kaboom, Go ahead and tell folks about it.
1: Yep. You can tune in every Sunday night at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. It's from 7 to 9. 7 to 9 is a three-hour show. You can check it out on KNVC. That's 95.1 FM in the greater Carson City area in Nevada, if you're up there, or go to knvc.org, where you can listen live. Jimmy Jones brings you a weekly live review of the latest in gaming, collectibles, comics, books, movies, television, and conventions if it's nerdy if it's geeky if it's trending they'll talk about it on pop culture kaboom um he has an interview with creators about the hottest hits and welcome collins tune in and uh, check out great show new host josh brings a fun dynamic i do a movie segment with him jimmy um, and I like the three-person dynamic on that now. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, and uh, you can now also go back and listen to our past episodes. Go to knvc.org. Click on the Pop Culture Kaboom show uh, link there, and you can go all the way back and listen to past interviews, past movie segments. But, uh, yeah, I jump in uh, about, uh, I would say it's uh, seven, about 7.20. It's about the airtime if you want less than to, to what I jump on. But uh, definitely check it out. Give it a like. Give it a follow. Share. That's Pop Culture Kaboom. Everything you want. Everything you need. KNBC.org and 951 FM. Carson City Community Radio.
0: KNBC. KNBC, baby. Howard Stern fans. And then, All right. And then, yeah. well, that gets the shameless plugs out of the way. Um You know, as we've been doing at the beginning of the show here, reviewing movies, TV shows that uh, we've been catching. And uh, Tony and I were both lucky enough to catch the latest release, a movie that uh, we've been waiting for. We're talking A Quiet Place Part 2, which obviously is the follow up to A Quiet Place Part 1. This one directed by John Krasinski, obviously starring Emily Blunt. Uh, A little bit of John Krasinski in it as well if you know how the first one finished up, and then uh, Cillian Murphy, who does a a great job in the movie. And uh, for me, it was a great continuation. You know, it picked up right where the last one left off. It gave us a little bit of a backstory of, you know, what day one looked like, you know, when these aliens landed and crash landed to earth and, you know, when chaos just started to rain down and then sort of moved the... Story forward on you know how they survive, how they get out of their farmhouse, and uh, you know it obviously sets up for a third one. I won't give any spoilers, but uh, I think it was a great movie. It was a great return back to the theaters for you know these big budget uh, and in this case even a horror movie at this point in the year. Uh, I enjoyed the hell out of it. The pacing, the story, the acting, all of it was fantastic. Uh, honestly. I'd give it a 9 out of 10. That's me. What do you think, Tone? I agree with you.
1: Um, Pretty much the same review. Um, It was uh, entertaining to watch. I mean, not as quiet as the first Quiet Place, because, you know, the first one, it was like the first 30 minutes of just silence and not knowing what's going on, where this one, you know, does start out on day one, gets kind of crazy. It was suspenseful the whole time. Um, It had my attention the entire time. Never once was I like, Oh my gosh, this movie's not. I, I wanted to know more. Like the uh, the the doc people were a little creepy. Um, yeah. Like I want to see why people have turned bad and stuff. It, it kind of reminds me a little bit of the Walking Dead world in a way. Um, some really cool stuff. Don't want to ruin anything. I just, would, like Christian said. Go see it in theaters. It's meant to be in theaters. My only thing is I wish it was more people in the theater I went to. I would have loved the more jumpy stuff. Um, I definitely want to see it again. I enjoyed it. I like the setup. There's no Easter eggs or what is it? Post credit stuff. So you don't have to sit through the credits. Uh, I give it a nine out of 10 as well. Very enjoyable, well-paced movie. So um, it's very short too. Or maybe it just went by real fast (laughs) because either way, I I enjoyed the hell out of it.
0: It was very suspenseful. And that goes into the pacing of the movie, the way that they played with sound and silence and, and I mean, just very, very well crafted. And I, I think they need to give John Krasinski more projects to direct because I think he did a fantastic job with this. And, Uh, like you said, just a lot of fun. We had a a bunch of people in the theater and yeah, having all those people around for those jump scares made it uh, even that much more worthwhile. The only thing I regret is I saw it in a standard format. I would have loved to have seen it in Dolby Atmos with the truce around because that would have just added to that fear factor that much more.
1: Yeah, I think if I see it again, that's the way I would definitely do it because I I just saw it in the, the theater up the street from my house, so it wasn't Anything big. There was a few people in there and, and you could hear a couple of, yeah, I couldn't see him jump or anything because I was lower, but, uh, uh, but definitely a fantastic movie. Uh, cool. Definitely go see it. Give it a well, thumbs up there.
0: That does it for our review of a quiet place part two. When we come back, we're going to be talking TV news. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
1: Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here, Uh aha! It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, with exclusive Loot box of prizes delivered to your door every month! Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy! Uh (laughs) Haha! From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude! Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box! Woohoo! Woo! To the website box, Browsers! With, huh? with cuts starting as large as 11 my per month, those are packs just about for all collector's in. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F-E-N-I-X-Media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate! Dig it?
0: back folks to the second segment of the proton pack podcast oh and as we do in the second segment we're going to be talking tv news bazinga oh! the cream of the quad. <laughs> hey baby let's go bob excellent hail to the king baby. hail to the king baby all right, our first story here in uh, TV news. Tony, growing up, were you a fan of the Garbage Pail Kids? I was, man.
1: Collected them. They, who didn't like them as a kid? Uh, the movie was terrible, though. The movie,
0: the movie was awful. Um, did you use them as stickers, or did you collect them as the cards and try and keep them as pristine as possible? Uh
1: Both. I mainly kept them pristine. I still have a ton of them in a book, so I must have been pretty good as a kid with them, but I do remember some of them putting them on things. So
0: Maybe the doubles. um,
1: Yeah, the doubles. Yeah, that's probably where they were because I had, remember, some I would stick on, but uh, for the most part, my
0: collection is intact. I still have them. Very cool. Well, this is specifically for you then. The Hollywood Reporter reports that HBO Max is teaming with Tops tornante and danny mcbride's roughhouse pictures to bring the beloved 1980s tradie cards to life as an animated tv series the article goes on to say that the project which is currently in development at the warner media backed streamer is inspired by mcbride and his roughhouse partner david gordon green's love for garbage pail kids and saturday morning cartoons the expectation is that the animated series will be family friendly and appeal to audiences of all ages mcbride green and josh Picell, from uh, Hulu's Solar Opposites will write and co create the HBO Max series. Tornante's TV's, uh, Tornante TV's Noel Bright and Stephen A. Cohen will executive produce alongside Rough House's Brandon James, uh, who did The Righteous Gemstones, alongside McBride, Green, and Bysell. It's yet to be determined if McBride will lend his voice to any of the characters in the potential series. Now, uh, I would assume he probably will because he likes doing those voiceover gigs. How do you feel about it being family friendly as opposed to like an R-rated comedy that might appeal more in the whole Garbage Pail Kids genre?
1: Uh, Well, I I don't know how you make them super family friendly. There's just you know, in this day and age, don't people get offended easy. And back then it was like, uh, some of them were pretty graphic. Like you look in this uh, picture here. I mean, you like had large Marge, which is this really big fat one. That's just eating. Uh, then you have buggy Betty. And then I think that's uh, waxy Wendy and, uh, <laughs> brain Jane or, you know, I don't know if, is it, the artist, I would imagine the one doing the animation, the guy that does the art, like because if anything, like the article does say it, the, the cards are good for a chuckle. You looked at them and you're like, oh, those are cool. It was always about the spoof of the Cabbage Patch kids and just made them, you know, garbage pail kids and they're right. done. And how gross they could get,
0: you know, they, yeah. how gross themselves.
1: I don't know what kind of kids it'll appeal to, but, you know. And that's the thing too: is do kids really go right to HBO Max to watch their stuff? I'm uh, I'm on the fence with it. Will I check it out? Sure. I'm I'm curious. Do I think it'd be something that you know the young ones are going to be watching? Probably not. And where you have that appeal, where you want the Saturday morning cartoon feel to have, the problem is is you're not on just. Everyday basic cable. You're not on uh, ABC or CBS or NBC where we used to catch, or Fox where we used to catch our Saturday morning cartoons. Like that stuff you saw for free. And I don't know how streaming kids do it nowadays. It, most kids go to YouTube, Disney Plus. I'd imagine. I don't really know.
0: But yeah, it's no longer. We shall see. Appointment television. It's it's mostly streaming. But uh, you know, if you can get that sort of feeling on a streaming service, good for them. Well, speaking of HBO Max and moving to another property that uh, we've been reporting on as information comes back, it sounds like Lee Tolan Krieger is being given a power ring. Word has arrived from the 3,600 sectors of the universe that Krieger is set to direct and executive produce the first two episodes of The Green Lantern. Uh, It's HBO Max's highly anticipated superhero series. So, Green Lantern! Green Lantern has cast Finn Wittrock as the blowhard Lantern Guy Gardner, Jeremy Irvine as the first Lantern Alan Scott. The series is expected to take place in the 1980s with other Lanterns, including the half-alien Bree Jarda, set to join the universe-spanning adventure. In the past, Krieger has helmed films like Celeste and Jesse Forever and The Age of Adeline. Eventually he had uh, his uh, made his way into television and quickly cemented himself as the go-to director for standout pilot episodes. He shot the pilots for the chilling adventures of Sabrina Fox's prodigal son, and of course, Superman and Lois. So, uh, you know, given his background, sounds like he's probably the right guy to go to for this series. And like I've said before, anything is better than that awful uh, Ryan Reynolds, Green Lantern.
1: Exactly. Um, not a big Green Lantern guy in general, but uh, DC property animation could be good. It's in the right hands, it's in the right market. Um, everything DC anymore is all on HBO Max, so it's the right platform. Yep. Um, I think as long as you got writers and everyone that believes in the script and actually give it love, it's always about people that are fans of the property that make these things successful. It's people that don't really know what the hell they're doing. They're exactly. just given a task and they do their best with it. Uh, not as good, but uh, yeah, it could be a good one to watch for sure.
0: Yeah. With all that being said, so Greg Berlanti, who's behind the Arrowverse and all of the spinoff shows that by all intents and purposes have been fantastic. He was also the guy behind the Ryan Reynolds green lantern. So uh You know, uh, for the most part, a good track record, but uh, he is uh, involved with this. Hopefully, he learned from those mistakes to make this that much better.
1: Exactly. Yeah, (laughs) it's worth a check out.
0: Worst thing it is, is it's bad and you're just like, oof, yep, crap. So. Well, let's move on from the world of DC television over to Marvel television, where it's reported that Denai Guerrera, Michonne herself, is getting her own Black Panther spin-off series. After starring in the hit 2018 movie, uh, Guerrera is on board to reprise her role as a Koye in the upcoming sequel, Wakanda Forever. In a new article by The Hollywood Reporter highlighting Hollywood's most prominent attorneys, it was revealed that a deal was brokered for Guerrera to return as Okoye in the Black Panther single along with ori- an original spin-off series for Disney+. Plus. So it sounds like she might be getting something separate from even Wakanda forever. Collider has since reportedly confirmed the news with sources close to the project and representatives for Disney and Marvel had no comment. No other details were revealed about the Okoye series, but the concept seems to be a prequel series following Okoye before the events of Black Panther. Tony, uh, you know, obviously Marvel's doing some great stuff with their television. Mm-hmm. Is this something else to get you excited for more Marvel TV on DVD, uh, Disney?
1: Well, well, I don't want to crap on it, but I, I, I'll i watch it because it's Marvel. Is it something that gets me excited? Not really. I mean, I love her character. She does a great job with it. I do just see Michonne, unfortunately, just a bald Michonne. Yeah. Um, but no, I'd like to see, you know, post. I don't need to see a prequel of how she got there. I'd, I'd like to see what's going on now. Um, I'd even like to see this build up right before uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Like what takes what's been going on in Wakanda now that to get
0: to where it is. Um, right. And how that would be more Chadwick Boseman's death, who gets the new mantle and and how, you know, Akoye might play into all of this. <clears off. throat>
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think a little pre-build for that would be good. Or if it takes place right after Wakanda forever and we get a kind of a continuation, as long as it ties to all that, then sure, it'd be great. But as far as a standoff standalone series for the character, no, not really. I'll watch it, but not overly excited,
0: no. All right. Well, this might make you excited. Staying in the world of Marvel television on Disney+, Plus, shooter McGavin himself, Christopher McDonald, is joining the cast of Marvel's Secret Invasion. Like everything else about the anticipated release, the nature of McDonald's role is being kept under wraps. He joins previously announced stars Samuel L. Jackson, Ben Mendelsohn, Amelia Clark, Olivia Coleman, Kingsley Ben-Adir, and Killian Scott for what promises to be a major Marvel event. A Marvel Secret Invasion is expected to follow a group of shape shifting aliens who have been infiltrating Earth for years. The story is, of course, based on the Marvel Comics event series of the same name that ran from 2008 to 2009. The event featured an array of Marvel's most popular characters and gave every reader a healthy dose of paranoia to boot. Remember, a scroll can become anyone from anywhere. Obviously, Marvel will be telling a version of the story that's tailored to fit their cinematic universe. I'm excited. The more I hear about the secret invasion, we already know from Captain Marvel that the scrolls are no longer the bad guys. They're actually more allies. But are we going to see the inclusion of the Super Scroll in this, or Fantastic Four, or some crossfire over thereof?
1: Yeah. No. This one is exciting because it ties into the whole marvel universe and i want to know more about the scrolls because they didn't get a huge part in captain marvel but i like where they're going with it so this up and then you add shooter mcgavin to the mix so yes this one excited about
0: very cool well he'll be eating pieces of scroll for breakfast (laughs) folks that does it for tv news when we come back we're going to be talking weekend box office report and movie news don't touch that dial we'll see you in a few Welcome back, folks, to the third segment. Yeah, we're talking movie news. We just finished up with our TV news, but not before we get to our box office weekend box office report. I just said box office weekend box office report. Weekend box office box office. It's the way it goes after a long holiday. Let's get it (laughs) right. Well, audiences rush back to theaters us included, for the silent scares on this Memorial Day weekend, putting A Quiet Place Part 2 at the top of the box office with an ep- estimated opening of $48.3 million. It's brought in 58.5 over the four-day domestic holiday weekend and uh, strongest box office debut since Sonic the Hedgehog opened back in February of 2020.
1: So, Ooh, that's Sonic. He's the Hedgehog. Oh, the adventures will go on, Sonic.
0: <laughs> uh, you know, we mentioned that box office starting to get back to normal. This is a great movie to uh, sort of kick things back into uh, gear. Worldwide so far, it's made about $70.4 million, and I see no signs of stopping because it's, it's a great movie. We gave our review in the first segment, and uh, you know what? It's, there's no doubt that a third one is coming down the road. Right. They definitely leave it open. In second place was a movie that we expected could have taken first. Fortunately, it didn't. And uh, it was Disney's Cruella brought in an estimated $21.3 I think a little bit less than what they had probably expected. But, of course, it's also available on Disney Plus's Premiere Access as well. Um, Haven't heard any reviews on it, uh, how it's doing. I see that it has a 73% on Rotten Tomatoes right now, which uh, I guess for what it is, it's, it's probably pretty good.
1: Yeah, I haven't heard much about it. I, I did like in the little news segments in between uh, the break of the Phoenix show earlier was, uh you know, who would have thought that Disney can make a lovable story about a villain that would uh, skin puppies for fashion. So, right. <laughs> which is kind of what Cruella Deville is, you know. It really is, yeah. you
0: know, and make it a family friendly movie, you know, and make you feel sympathetic for her. It, it doesn't make any sense but somehow Disney does it in third place was the R rated horror sequel spinoff spiral from the book of saw brought another two
1: spiral
0: (laughs) brought another 2.27 million dollars for a domestic total of 19.7 probably a little less than they expected overall but Mm. you know what it's maybe not the right movie at the right time as we've talked
1: about this one should have been released probably around Halloween probably would have done a hell of a lot better
0: Yep. In fourth place was a movie I was disappointed by, talked a little bit about last week with 2.1 million. Talking the Jason Statham, Guy Ritchie directed Wrath of Man. Uh, worldwide total so far is 72 million, which, you know, it's making back its money, but not a great movie by any means. No, nah, I won't see it based off your review last week. I'm good. Fair enough. And then the fifth place still holding in there is the Disney fantasy Riot and the Last Dragon brought another $2 million for a worldwide total of $111.5 million. And again, that doesn't include what they've gotten from Premier Access so far. So my guess is they're they're doing pretty well.
1: Right. That's still not even like free stream on Disney.
0: You still got to pay to see it. So yep, yep. that's doing well. Rounding out the top ten in sixth place, you got Godzilla versus Kong with eight hundred fifty-two thousand. In seventh place, Demon Slayer: The Movie, Mugen Train with eight hundred thirty-seven thousand. Mugen. And Dream Horse in eighth place with six hundred fifty-two thousand. Not a horse that dreams. Yep. Uh, Ninth place: Those who wish me dead, five hundred forty-five. I'm sure there's a few. There's a few that wish. And then in 10th place is a movie I didn't even realize was returning to theaters, World War Z with 347,000. Um, it was good isn't, on its original outing. Isn't that sad that World War
1: Z had came back to theaters and did more than Army of the Dead? Cuz Army of the Dead is playing in some theaters.
0: I'm surprised yeah. that that's not somewhere in the top 10. Limited run, but that's the way it goes. And then folks, yeah. uh, you know, this upcoming weekend again sticking with the horror uh, streak the conjuring the devil made me do it is coming out not only in theaters but also on uh, hbo max and then uh tony you can check out spirit untamed i know you. oh
1: that's the horse movie you know where she's a uh, a little girl that uh loses her mom and then the horse follows her and she thinks her mom's in the spirit of the horse and taylor swift music plays oh looks like a great pile of crap there that. But now if you have a little girl, though, I did say in uh, pop culture, boom. If you have a little girl or little kids, that might be a great movie to go take them to. Don't take them to see The Conjuring. Maybe go take them to See Spirit Untamed.
0: There you go. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, that Fair does it for the weekend box office report. Let's go ahead and head into our movie news. And here we go. Are you the key master? it up,
1: fuzzball. <laughs> This baby
0: hits 88 miles per hour. They're going to see some serious shit. Yeah, we are. Well, kicking off the movie news, we're going to start with our trailer of the week for a trailer that just dropped, and it's hitting Paramount+, Plus. so it's not even going to movies, starring Mark Wahlberg, directed by Antoine Fuqua. Great brass behind it. Tony and I haven't seen the trailer yet, so you'll be watching it for the first time along with us. Here's the trailer for Infinite. Mark Fuqua,
1: Uncle Samich.
0: You are an infinite.
1: You're an infant.
0: <laughs> Evan McCauley, diagnosed with schizophrenia at 14. After carving the words, look inside into your chest. The box cutter and a big chest it is. Look
1: inside, there. why those- So let me in your house, <laughs> Mr. Walker. Which one of these is yours? <laughs> you could skip the, uh, whatever the hell this is because none of that is mine.
0: Was it yours? Uh, I, don't I don't know what you're talking about. Jesus. Every time you say, I don't know, this trigger gets pulled. Is it yours? I don't know. Are you out of your mind? Last chance, Evan. Is this yours? Yeah. Baby. Hello, old friend.
1: Come with me if you want to live. Do 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 do. It's a freaking Terminator.
0: This isn't your first life, Evan. You are an infinite. You've lived and died. A thousand times we're talking about reincarnation if you can remember who you were you will understand who you can become hey
1: let's grow you a knuckle sandwich <laughs>
0: You know, when I read the uh, synopsis for it, I was afraid it would be another take on the whole Groundhog Day sort of thing. Luckily, that's not the case. You know, it seems that he keeps, you know, being re- reincarnated. But, uh, you know, Antoine Fuqua, God, the Equalizer Magnificent Seven, Training Day, great d- directing pedigree, uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor, um, as can't tell, is he the good guy? Is he the bad guy? But ultimately, uh, you know, it comes out in nine days on Paramount+. Plus. I'll be checking it out. What about you, yeah, I'll Yeah, I'll check
1: it out on the streaming service. Uh, I actually wouldn't mind seeing this. Too bad they didn't put it out in theaters. It would right. have uh, looked like a good one to go up against uh, A Quiet Place. or I mean, Quiet Place, uh, The Conjuring, and then Spirit. You know, it gives you a little more like if you have that action itch, you can be like, no, there's this new Walt- Mark Wahlberg movie. I mean, shoot, it's got to be like Wrath of Man. You hadn't heard much about it and you could have thrown it out there, but, uh, no, cool. Yeah. You got paramount it, plus. I mean, seeing that's kind of the bummer. It's, uh, the only way you're really going to be watching this is uh, paramount plus for a while until they put it out on the rental on demands and things like that. And then you could probably check it out there. I'd imagine, yeah. but, uh, missed opportunity. This probably would have been good in theaters.
0: Yeah. I mean, big, Budget action uh, sci-fi type movie. Uh, I would I would have seen it in theaters, but uh, you know what? Yeah, it, it, it looks good play. though. Yep,
1: I like Mark Wahlberg. Anyways, it's it. Most of his movies are pretty entertaining. So
0: yeah. Well, moving on from our trailer of the week to some uh, reshoot news. Um, you know, We reported that there's a new Resident Evil movie coming out, not associated with the previous series. Well, on our recent Twitch stream, Resident Evil, welcome to Raccoon City star Robbie Amell, who's playing Chris Redfield in the upcoming feature film reboot of the classic video game horror franchise, said that the film is currently doing re-sho- reshoots. Reshoots, <laughs> words are
1: hard, and this is the yeah, wrong show are.
0: for that, yeah. Uh, he said, I'm actually back in Toronto for Resident Evil reshoots. Uh, the official synopsis wants the booming home of pharmaceutical giant Umbrella Corporation. Raccoon City is now a dying Midwestern town. The company's exodus left the city a wasteland with great evil brewing below the surface. When that evil is unleashed, the townspeople are forever changed and a small group of survivors must work together to uncover the truth behind Umbrella and make it through the night. I hope that it is more of a true horror movie, maybe a little more true to the video game series as opposed to as ridiculous as the uh, Mia Jovovich series got. But uh, I'm kind of looking forward to it. And reshoots aren't anything to be scared by. No. Uh, Movies have reshoots just due to the fact that, uh, you know, they need to pick up things here or there to better tell the story.
1: Yeah, definitely. There's always test audiences or sometimes – um, viewing panels and it's just like yeah we could have done this better so definitely not a bad thing it's when it's stuck in developmental hell and you start losing directors and writers and actors those are where it starts to get the
0: uh, red rings of death <laughs> <laughs> exactly and then finally here in movie news I uh, wanted to talk about an interesting piece of news that came out here recently Sony executive Sanford Panich Panich right. Panich Panich the bitch has hinted that Sony's shared Marvel Universe plan will kick off with Spider-Man No Way Home. For years, Sony's film rights to Marvel's Spider-Man had been convoluted web of tension and confusion. However, by far the most interesting part of the Spider-Man rights saga was when Sony and Marvel collaborated to bring Spider-Man into the MCU. The deal brought viewers a slew of films set in the MCU, with Tom Holland taking on the Spider-Man role for six films. The shared ownership raised an interesting idea that M- that the MCU's Hauling can technically appear in Sony's Marvel films. Meanwhile, Sony has continued growing and expanding their own Marvel universe. Venom was released in 2018 and its sequel will be premiering in 2021. Kraven the Hunter will be debuting in 2023 and suspiciously will star former MCU's Quicksilver Aaron Taylor-Johnson. Now, Taylor Johnson's uh, casting is likely coincidence, uh, but it is interesting that the MCU and Sony, uh, you know, have that connection. But it's looking like this next Marvel Spider-Man movie will officially sort of bridge that gap to bringing Tom Holland home to Sony and what Sony is going to do with the rest of the Spider-Man series. Uh, Are you excited? Uh, Are you fearful that uh, they won't give it the same respect that uh, Marvel's given it?
1: No, I bet Kevin Feige will be somewhat tied to it a little bit. Um it may get away from being tied to MCU stories, yeah. but if it if it develops a well-crafted Sinister 6 like they originally tried to do years ago, and hell, I like the multiverse stuff. I like the uh I like the idea of bringing in like past characters at different points, you know, having all the Peter Parkers. That's that's fine with me. That's totally fine if that spins off new franchises of the amazing Spider-Man or Sam Raimi Spider-Man then cool I mean we we, the fans are the ones that get to enjoy who gives two shits what uh, Disney and Sony do with each other as long you know if they're playing nice and everybody's making a buck and they're telling great stories and it's not some junko and you can actually now have a reason for Craven or um you know, Mysterio or, uh, or what else? Morbius, yeah. Like now we can start getting better tales for all that. Then, yeah, absolutely. Because poor Sony does not have a lot to pull from. I mean, exactly. yeah. What were they talking about? Cheetah Girl, and this. you start to pull random bullshit. So Bottom this is of a good. yeah. This is really good for us uh, in the geeky nerdy world. Now, I think having Tom Holland still as Spider-Man and tie all together oh it's just awesome plus it makes you think all this could tie to the mcu there's always the gapes it's like uh, having uh michael keaton appear in the morbius trailer there's yep. it just makes it ties it's awesome i like
0: it <laughs> well folks that does it for movie news when we come back we'll be uh, finishing up the show with a little bit of tv news so don't go anywhere no sorry video game news. don't go anywhere we'll be right back We are back, folks, to the fourth and final segment of the Proton Pack podcast. We got through TV news, we got through movie news. Now it's time to talk a little bit about video games. Hey, man, you want to play some video games? Well, first up in video games, Tone, have you ever wanted to create your own Nintendo video game? Um yeah, no, not really. But
1: I I know, the, I know there this segment, yeah. It's it's yeah. for people, yeah. I was gonna say like I know like your son uh and my nephew Corman, he likes to create things video game wise, but yeah, no, I like playing people's created stuff though.
0: Very cool. Well, you know, there's something for everybody, and Nintendo's making it a little bit easier since they've announced Game Builder Garage, a new game that will let you learn to make games from the mindset Nintendo. Its guided lessons and cute characters are designed to help you create a multitude of gaming experiences. On the face of it, the new game looks a lot like Dreams, which was released by, on PlayStation 4 in early 2020. It also seems to be in the spirit of Labo, which encouraged kids to craft unique items using cardboard. Game Builder Garage is designed to teach visual game programming by connecting creatures called Nodon. There are dozens of Nodon in Game Builder Garage, each with its own unique function. Lessons will be available to teach you the basics of designing games, with free programming mode available for those who want to go wild. The experiences touted in the trailer include platformers, shoot 'em ups and something called Tuna Cube Factory 2. Tuna Cube Factory? It will also be possible to exchange and download games over the internet or via local wireless, which you can then examine via free programming mode to learn their inner workings. To aid in development, Game Builder Garage will support a compatible mouse, which can be plugged into the USB port on the Switch dock. The announcement comes ahead of Nintendo's earnings release, which is expected... um, Let's see. Eh, It was a couple days ago. But uh, (laughs) Game Builder Garage will be released on June 11th on the Nintendo Switch. So a little over a week, you can start creating your own Nintendo games. I
1: think it's a great idea. I think this also gives kids the creative imagination and encouragement that uh, maybe down the line, they can be uh, video game developers. Maybe that's a career they pursue in. Um, maybe they have a level that's downloaded so much and so fun. Because kids are creative. Right? They, they have wild imaginations. Um, I really loved the creativity of uh, Super Mario Maker. Uh, yeah. Playing some of those levels were so damn fun. So the creativity out there. For me personally as an adult, I don't really have that time. And I say that all the time. I wouldn't have time to sit and develop this. Mm -hmm. So maybe not a game I would pick up, but if I had, you know, a kid or kids that were interested in this, I think it's a fantastic way to, um, get the creative juices going while playing video games. I think it's neat. So kudos on Nintendo and can't wait to see what the, the young, uh, the young generation out there, or even the older generation come up with, with it.
0: Yeah, and I may pick it up just for when the boys are out during the summer to see what they can create. Because, you know, yep. as you mentioned, Corbin's interested in programming, and this might be a great way to do just that.
1: Absolutely. I think it's oh. pretty. I immediately thought when I read it, I thought Corbin all the way on that.
0: Yep. Well, let's move on from Nintendo over to Sega. Uh, last week we talked about uh, how Sega was planning their Sonic's uh, central stream, which. Uh, was set to talk about some new Sonic the Hedgehog things. Well, that has since happened, and uh, the Sonic Central stream has revealed a number of new projects featuring the world's premier Blue Hedgehog, all designed to tie into the series' 30th anniversary celebrations. And here's everything that uh, they released. For instance, there is a new game from Sonic Team. Sega announced that its Sonic Team, which has previously released Sonic Generations and Sonic Forces, has begun work on a new mainline sa- Sonic game. A teaser trailer, which uh, we'll put up on our Facebook page, revealed that the game will arrive in 2022 for PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC. No other information was revealed, but the teaser shows Sonic picking up speed in a forest setting, which seems to cause digital effects around him before his trailer leaves behind what looks like a runic symbol. Uh, did you yeah, I watched the trailer
1: for it. I'm, I'm still hoping it comes out. I've I've heard the rumored name is going to be called Sonic Rangers, which, what a stupid-ass name. <laughs> Sonic Adventure 3 would be badass. Um, I'm excited. Sonic Team, for the most part, they do really good Sonic 3D games, so we'll see. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll check it out. I mean, at least a demo at the
0: very least. Yeah. Well, if that one doesn't get you excited, it's good, Sonic Colors Ultimate is a remaster of the 2010 platformer, which will come to PS4, Xbox, One, Nintendo Switch, and PC through the Epic Games Store on September 7th. Developed by Blind Squirrel Entertainment, the remaster will update the game's look and feel as well as add new features and a new mode called Rival Rush. I haven't played Sonic Colors, but I know that uh, you mentioned it was actually a pretty fun game. To-
1: yeah, it was a popular game on the Nintendo Wii. It was an exclusive. So not a lot of people got to play it, um, but a real fun Sonic game from what I remember playing with my nephews when it was out. Um, I think the updated uh, HD visuals and everything being on today's platforms will be a lot of fun. So um, at least they're not re-releasing crappy Sonic the Hedgehog from the Xbox 360 where he turned into a werewolf. Uh, Really, really bad game.
0: (laughs) Well, speaking of re-releases that uh, are well worth it, uh, Sega also announced Sonic Origins, a compilation of Sonic the Hedgehog 1 and 2, Sonic 3, and knuckles and sonic cd there's been no release date yet but uh i mean those are the classic sonic games all getting their own compilation on one package which uh, i'm looking forward to
1: yeah well and what's good about this is originally when i told you i go eh i don't know about that because i've i've already downloaded sonic you know from the 361 well these are going to be uh brought up to hd res they're going to sharpen it up remaster they're going to be crisper and uh they're going to have rewind points and uh some other cool things about it. I guess the guy directing it's done a lot of the uh old school re releases like for Capcom and things like that. So, hey, this is just these are just good nostalgia games. The fact that Sonic CD is included with them is that much better. Great 16 uh, bit Sonic games, uh, and it's awesome. And I guess Sonic 3. Didn't realize, but Michael Jackson composed a lot of the music for it, so there was an issue. So for a while, Sonic 3, you couldn't get because of licensing, but
0: it's back, and Sonic 3 was actually a pretty good game, too. So, And apparently, according to this, it'll also be in a widescreen format, which makes it pretty cool. And they announced a whole bunch of other stuff. We'll put this uh, article up on our Facebook mm-hmm. page, uh, You know, a new Netflix series, mobile games, some uh, other re-releases. Definitely well worth checking out. But folks, that does it for another episode of the Proton Pack podcast. Remind, Want to remind everybody, check us out online, uh, Facebook at uh, facebook.com forward slash Proton Pack podcast. Want to thank everybody again for tuning in when you can and uh, keeping us uh, going each and every week with brand new content. Tony, anything you want to leave folks on?
1: Uh, Like I say, every week, we appreciate you guys listening, subscribing. Sorry it's not live, but if you're watching it and you want to text along and message me, uh, I'm looking at you, Lacey. If you want to do that while you're watching, feel free to. I'll respond to you as if it were a live show, even though uh, we've already recorded it. But thank you, guys. Please share, like, subscribe, spread it. And uh, video games, download uh, the new Goals and Ghosts. It's out on your PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. So there there you go. Uh, Other than that, see you guys next week.
0: All right, folks, that does it. We'll see you all then. I am. Wow, wow, wow. Hasta la vista, baby. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Yeah, we will.
1: Mommy? Where's Fluffy? Goodbye.